Hello, and welcome to another episode of Inside the Asperger Studios. Today on the episode, I'm talking with Cece Levine. She's a girl who's got a sister who's on the spectrum and needs a little bit of help and advice, and I'm here to give it to her. So stay tuned, sit back, relax, grab your favorite beverage, and I'll see you on the other side. See you there. recording hello and welcome to inside the asperger studio today on today on the show i have cece levine a journalist who's got a sister on the spectrum this time around she'll be asking the questions and i'll hopefully try to answer them to the best of my ability welcome to the show cece hi thank you so much for having me i'm so excited to be here all right so how can i help you um well I have a few questions. I think the thing that I struggle most with, um, with having a sibling on the spectrum is navigating her emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wondering if you could maybe give me some advice on, well, maybe you can tell me how you accepted having Asperger's. My story is a little different. I mean, I was not officially, officially diagnosed, as some put it. Um, When I was diagnosed, it was not Asperger's didn't exist. So they just said, oh, he has a learning disability. And I was put on a medicine by then, back then called Silert. And we didn't even know about ADHD back then either, so... We didn't know I was autistic or on the spectrum till later in life until my doc, my primary care doctor and a couple of family members who are therapists said, said to my mother, he has symptoms of Asperger's. And the funny story is I went away to school in England, met some great friends. And one day I'm home talking with one of my friends and she's like, Hey, can I ask you a personal question? I'm like, sure. She's like, do you have Asperger's? I'm like, no way. Yes. How do you know? And she's like, well, you have some of the symptoms because I work with children who have some of the symptoms over. I'm don't know when to filter what I say. I'm over friendly. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes it shows and sometimes it doesn't. But accepting it, it was kind of like a light bulb because to my parents, it explained to them a lot of how I act and why I act the way I do. Do you know where on the spectrum your sister is? Is she high? Is she low? Is she in the middle somewhere? She's very high functioning, but she doesn't like to tell people that she's on the spectrum. She doesn't like, she's not open to coaching the way that you are. I hope it's okay that I 
just gave that. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that that's what would really benefit her is if she was able to embrace it the way that you and so many other people do. And so I, I really want to know how I can be supportive, um, as a sister, like what is what do you find best helps you from those who who are closest to you? Just continuous support and understanding. I know it's hard to navigate dealing with someone who's on the spectrum because it's hard to read emotions. It's hard to read feelings. It's hard to judge. And what kind of issues have you had with her? I mean. Is she, how does she go about her day? Does she do things that you find different? She has trouble understanding other people's perspectives. And I do know that people on the spectrum um, can struggle with empathy. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Do you find that? That is very true. Because of the fact that we have no filter what makes it difficult is if we say something it's it comes in our mind and before it it doesn't get filtered and it goes right out to your mouth and the problem with that is we don't consider how it's going to affect that other person until that person comes back and says hey that was rude right and then our mind processes that. Do you find that it takes you sometimes days to process a situation from someone else's perspective? Yeah, that it does. Sometimes I'll say something to somebody or or just dealing with family and it'll take me a couple of days to understand what either I said was wrong or what, how they see the situation. Because sometimes I don't see what they see. And it will literally take them to sit down and literally explain, explain it to me in a way my mind can map it out. What kind of way is that if you're able to describe it? Well, if, you, if you're having issues with your sister and you want to explain a situation to her, sit her down and just go over how you see the situation and say, okay, this is wrong because either it's insulting to somebody or it's offensive to somebody or explain how you see life and then explain how she sees life and say, I understand it takes you a while to process this, but understand that people have feelings we are all the same, but you process things differently and you need to visualize in your mind how that person will feel if you say something. That's great advice. A fear that I have is that she won't be able to see danger in certain situations, mm-hmm. which has happened before. You sound like you understand what I'm talking about. Can you explain? Yes. Um <laughs> I'm kind of like the heroic type and stuff. And like my mom is always worried that I'm going to jump out and try to save somebody from something and I'll wind up in danger. Exactly. I mean, or I'll wind up in a situation that will get me stuck somewhere. I mean, I had a friend who I'm not sure if he's autistic or not wound up 
co-signing for another friend for a car. And then his friend backed out and then he got stuck with it. That's the kind of issues my parents are worried about with me that I'll somewhere along the lines almost be peer pressured into doing something that is against my will and my mind can't process that, hey, this is wrong. I'm just doing it to fit in. So, right, exactly. Do you work? No, I'm actually, I don't know what Lauren's told you about me. Not much. No, okay. I am a blogger, a podcaster, and a YouTuber, and I became an advocate because I can't find work. People nowadays don't want to accept or deal with someone on the spectrum because I feel the industry doesn't know how to deal with us right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, I mean, there are companies like certain companies out there that have a whole program that deal with it. Like Microsoft has got a whole thing that will deal with people who are on the spectrum, but just on the spectrum, not who have ADHD and, and other issues. My sister recently got a job for a long, she went to college and she did great. She's so smart. I'm sure you are too. You seem very bright. Well, I mean, I had two degrees. Oh, did you? And what? Yeah. I went to, I got my first degree online in information technology. Great failed. And then I got my back, my master's overseas. No way. Where? England. Was that the best experience? Best experience in my life because for my parents, it showed that when they're gone, I'm able to live on my own. And it taught me how to live on my own. What did you learn? I learned how to bank, how to deal with issues, with just navigating the world. Did you know how to cook for yourself? Things like that. I had to cook for myself because I thought my, in my mind, originally I thought, oh, I'll just go out and eat every day. And then when I got there, it's like, I got to get to town, get to eat. And it's costly. I mean, I would go out to eat and then I started buying food and I'd go out maybe once a Wednesday and just treat myself to a steak. That's so nice. Yeah, it was. And it was like 10 pounds, like 15, 20 pounds for a steak and fries. And that's my treat for the day. And I'd be by myself. And my mom was like, I just don't like the fact that you're eating on your own. I'm like, mom, it was my quiet time. And there were friends that joined me that saw me that would sit down with me and chat. And yeah, but it was my quiet time just to sit down, browse the web on my tablet and just observe. That's really my father would Skype me once every so often. And the first things out of his mouth are, are you glad you went? And were you? Yes. But I know my dad was worried about me because he was afraid I'd get lonely. And holiday time, I did. All my friends went home. I was stuck with the international kids. And I Skyped with my family during Thanksgiving. And I realized I should have flew home. Do you have trouble making friends? Yes. Because do your, how about your sister? She doesn't have trouble making friends, but if she doesn't want to be friends with someone, she makes no effort to keep the friendship going, if that makes sense. 
So she basically sees if this person is not helpful or useful to her, she cuts the strings. Yes. And it can be very hurtful because there are a few different people who love her dearly and would they want nothing more than to be her friend. She's so great. She's so funny. She's so smart. She brings so much joy to everyone around her, but she just isn't interested in the friendship anymore. Hmm. There, you need, I don't know. Do you, all right. So you or your parents need to sit down with her and explain, you can't just throw friends away like that because people have feelings and by doing that, they get hurt. I have very few friends. And I recently made a friend who's on the spectrum. And I'll give you his what his YouTube channel. He's got a huge YouTube channel called The Aspie World. And he told me something very helpful to me when I first asked if we could be friends. He's like, dude, I have very few friends because it gets tiring. But... I have very few friends because in order for someone to be my friend, you have to understand that I may say something or do something that will offend you. And you have to understand that in my mind, I don't see that right away. And that's one of the things I know you're worried about with your sister is she'll say something and it'll offend someone and she won't know it unless somebody said something to her. That's happened. Yeah. I, I mean, I can give you instances where I've said something jokingly to a family member and it didn't get back to me, but it got back to my parents and I got ripped into, why did I say such a thing? How could I say this? So yada, yada, yada. And then it just dropped me down and made me feel low. And you just really didn't know. I didn't know. No, my parents understand that I am know I'm on the spectrum and that I don't mean to say what I say. And they explain that. But they also say how they say you need to understand that you just can't, you got to watch what you say because it could bite you in the ass in the end. Mm -hmm. Have you found that there are parts of being on the spectrum? And I don't think maybe you don't have anything else to compare it to, but that have helped you in life or that you've come to really like about yourself. Yeah, I mean, uh, the one thing I'm all about is uniqueness and being on the spectrum makes you unique because it makes you stand out amongst the crowd. And that's what I'm all about is being unique, standing out, accepting who you are and being proud of it. They always say your autism is your superpower. If you accept it, you can go, get through life a lot easier. Have you found any resources in particular that have helped you the most? Resource-wise? Not really. I mean, everything I've had to almost learn on my own from either you, other people on the spectrum. I mean, I never knew about burnout or meltdowns. Do you experience until meltdowns? someone it literally explained? Hmm? Do you experience meltdowns ever or shutdowns? Once or twice, actually. What did it feel like? Best experience to describe it is: think of your computer giving you a blue screen. You know what a blue screen of death is? When your computer 
all of a sudden gives you a, a screen, a blue screen with nothing but text on it. Yeah. And, you, and it's all gibberish to you. And then it reboots. Uh-huh. That's what a meltdown is. It's basically what a meltdown is so in layman terms is you're getting too much stimulation to your mind and you can't process it fast enough. And your mind's telling you when you get sensory overload, your mind's telling you when you get to that point, you're, you hit sensory overload and your mind's telling you get away from it. And if you can't get away from it long enough, you go into a meltdown and that's crying, going into a fetal position, rocking, trying to calm yourself down until your body reboots. And usually when you start crying, that's like the reboot stage. And then you will come to, usually it'll take hours. It could take minutes. It depends on how long it takes that person to process everything and just let everything go. That makes sense. And then it's almost like you start fresh. That's happened a a lot. I mean, my sister has come a really long way. It used to happen when she was in middle school and high school. Um, Sometimes it happens as an adult, but thank God, I think she's come to manage it really, really well. What do you do um, in situations that scare you or overwhelm you? So, well, I talked with Lauren about this because, I mean, she's the same way as well with being overwhelmed. When I get overwhelmed, like if I'm at a party and there's too much going on, I will find a quiet place somewhere and go and let my mind chill. If I get scared, I'll go to my room and turn off the lights and just let my mind relax. But overwhelming is, I can tell you, many times I'll go back to a quiet place, someplace where I can just relax, not have anything going on at one time, and just let my mind slowly relax to where I'm back to where my energy is at a manager level. When you're interacting in the real world, do you like people to recognize the fact that you have Asperger's or do you want to be treated as a neurotypical? That's a tough question. I mean, that's a really good question for anyone on the spectrum. And normally I don't tell anyone I'm on the spectrum unless they ask or notice it about me if I say something. But I'm going to say 50-50. I mean, I want people to know I'm on the spectrum. So if I'm in the conversation and I say something, they know I don't mean what I say. (laughs) Otherwise... Otherwise, people will get offended. So if I tell them up front, I'm on the spectrum, it kind of helps them understand. Because I've been told many times that I don't, I don't sound like I'm on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. When you say something, or if you were to say something that others perceive to be offensive, would you prefer that they let you know? Or would you prefer that they just move on? I'd prefer to let me know. And this is a big issue I've had with places I volunteered. And this is really big. I've lost two volunteer gigs because of my Asperger's. I worked at two different, volunteered at two different museums. And the first one, they took me from where I was happy, put me someplace I was miserable. 
and I self-sabotaged to the point where they were going to let me go and I just quit. The other one, this is more like what you're getting at. Every volunteer complained to my supervisor that I was standing too close to them. And in my mind, I'm thinking, why go to them and not tell me to my face so I can process this, understand it, and then I can work at it. Because in my mind, if you tell my supervisor and they don't come back to me until maybe hours or a day later, it's like hitting a dog on the nose and telling them they're bad after they did something wrong. Right. Maybe you felt blindsided. Is that a good word to use? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I think anybody would want to know if, if something that they did was hurtful or offensive in the moment. It never feels nice to be told hours or days later that you did something upsetting that's happened to me before. And it was hurtful. It's very hurtful. I mean, I just don't get why people would go over your head to management. If you did something wrong, instead of coming to you personally and saying, Hey, you did X, Y, and Z. So you can correct it there and then a hundred percent or even friends the next day who are like, you know, I was thinking about what you said and it really, it really wasn't a nice thing to do, or, you know, it makes me nervous, blah, blah, blah. I wish that they had told me in the moment. It felt like almost like they were building a case against me. And by then I was Mm -hmm. defenseless. Yeah. I mean, and then, I mean, to give you a really good example of how I felt attacked when I worked at the field or volunteered at the field, the second time I got in trouble, they gave me a month off. Third time I got in trouble, they pulled me in and the woman had the audacity to tell me, I thought by giving you a month off, you'd change. And I'm thinking now I can't, my mind's not processing all this because one, they got me sitting like in a corner. So I feel cornered Two, I'm, my mind can't process everything that's going on because otherwise I would have come back and said, you know what? That's very offensive. That's very degrading. And I could have sued them for, um, I forgot the term, but, and they let me go. My mom's, and I tell this to my mother and she's like, I wish you let me know. I wish you let me sue them because what they said was wrong. Right. And they should have, they should have just come to you and had that conversation and you would have understood if it was put in clear terms. Yeah. Discrimination. That's what I was thinking. I could have sued them for discrimination against my disability. And the funny thing is I had emailed everyone or put a post up on their volunteer group. I was a member of at the time saying, Hey, everyone, I just want to let you know, I have autism. So if I act funny or say funny or say something wrong, please let me know to my face. I even sent them a paperwork. I think my one of the managers on how to deal with people on the spectrum. And I guarantee you, she just deleted it and threw it in the trash. It's so upsetting to hear. Mm-hmm. I have a, a really tough question and I hope that it doesn't upset you, but I am curious to know, do you ever wish that you didn't have Asperger's? Yes and no. Because it's not a tough question. It's a question I think everyone on the spectrum struggles with. It depends on how severe it is. Because, and I tell you this because there are those out there 
that have it worse than others and they see it there are those who take it as a curse and i wrote a whole piece on is it a curse or a blessing and it's because a lot of them have trouble in life and they don't know how to navigate life and they struggle i mean this one friend i told you about that he's got mild autism severe adhd and he can't get on adhd medicine anymore because of his prior health condition so he's kind of at a standstill and he regrets it and he's always looking at others who are more successful than him and i'm like and i keep telling him you can't do that so there are those who will say it's a blessing and there are those who say it's a curse and there were the ones that say it's a curse which they didn't have it at all and for me it's 50 50 because if i didn't have it maybe i'd be able to hold a job i wouldn't offend people as much as i've done so yeah Mm-hmm. Everyone struggles with pieces of themselves that they wish they could change and they wish they weren't born with or could manage better. So I think that that makes sense. But at the end of the day, it's those things that make us who we are. Yeah, I mean, your autism, for those who take their autism and accept it, they use it as their advantage. Totally. Yeah, I mean, there are those who... Take because when you're autistic, you have what's called a hyper focus. Have you have your sister found hers? Yeah, I was gonna ask you what yours were. She when she was really young developed a fascination with gemstones. To this day, she can look at a diamond, any type of rock, tell you what it is, how much it costs, how many carrots, um, butterflies, insects, you know, loves them, frogs, toads, all that stuff. And then later she loved um computers what about you learning i love to learn do you like to read i love computer yeah i used to love to read i used to go through audio books and computer books like crazy i mean i have a ton of books i'll pick i'll find an interesting topic i'll buy the book and then somewhere along the line i'll get tired of it or i'll forget about it and then it just sits there but i love learning you like school? Some of it, yes. Uh-huh. But computers would be my super my hyper focus. And that's a great field to go into. I can tell you that um my sister was ha- like you having trouble holding a job and she went through disability services offered through the town mm-hmm. and she has a job that I she doesn't love it but it's a great job. She works for travelers and she's stable and it's in a community that's understanding. And there was um, like maybe six months of training and her boss or her supervisor oversees her and a group of other adults who um, have various disabilities. And I would encourage you to, to try it if you haven't. How do you like the life coaching program? I love it. I mean, without them, I want my podcast wouldn't be wouldn't be non-existent. It's great. That's really great. Yeah. Do you have any advice for 
Um, people like me, siblings who have brothers or sisters with, um, who are on the spectrum or any advice to people looking to better their life on the spectrum? For siblings who have people on the spectrum, be patient, be understanding, be aware, not and just be aware and be helpful. I mean, be there for them always because life on the spectrum is not all that it's cracked up to be. You are going to hit, they're going to hit some roads, roadblocks here and there, and they're going to come home crying and they need that support for those who are on the spectrum. Accept who you are. Don't be afraid to show your personality. Yes. The world could be a hard place, but just know there are people out there that are supportive of you and will help you through your life. Great advice. Thank you so much. I don't have any more questions for you, but if you want to ask me anything, I'm open to talk about whatever. Um, you don't have to ask anything, just if anything comes to <laughs> mind. <laughs> oh, hang on a second. Well, let me finish here. And that is it with Cece Levine. A journalist who has a sister on the spectrum. Thank you so much, Cece. Thank you so much, Reed, for your time. I loved this. Not a problem. From the day 